Welcome to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez, the pastor of Vida Church in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at canigetanamen at gmail.com. What do you do as a Christian when you are upset, when things aren't going your way? How do you let it out? What do you do with the rage? Oh yeah, I'm Bishop Herson Gonzalez, and this is Can I Get an Amen? And I'm asking you, what do you do with the anger? Bible says you can get angry, but you can't sin. What does anger look like for a believer? First, we have to understand the difference between righteous anger and sinful anger. Sinful anger is going to make you say something that you're going to regret, something hurtful. Uh, that's no good. Righteous anger is when you've been legitimately hurt and you allow yourself to feel that pain. Now, grace and mercy, they're going to come in and they're going to help you deal with that. But the first part of anger is dealing with the emotion of it. You're upset. You, things didn't go your way. Um, you had plans that, that, that were ruined by something or someone. Anger is not the sin. Ephesians chapter 426 says, in your anger, do not sin. So holding a grudge is sinful and saying things that are hurtful through hurtful, mean-spirited communication. Those things are the things that we shouldn't do when we're angry. Uh, paying back, uh, doing things out of spite and, and, and revenge. All these things, are they stem from that sinful anger that we've got to put away. A righteous anger comes from a legitimate betrayal, a situation that's actually got you hurt or angry. That's okay. But number two, you have to recognize that sinful anger often stems from other sins, sins that have been rooted in your soul. It's been said, the issue is never the issue. Anger is one of those things that often stems from some other sin that we're committing. Be careful. Look for where the sin is, and that's probably where your anger is coming from. Number three, ask the Lord to uproot any bitterness in your soul as you confess your sin to Christ. Then I want you to rely on God to wash away all the anger in your heart with his living water. Now, it's okay to feel it, but don't dwell in it. It's legitimate to experience the fury, the anger that comes from being disappointed or being let down or being cheated on or, or being betrayed. All these things, you have legitimate reason to be angry. But after a while and after you blow some steam and after you scream and shout and yell, then you come to God and you say, Father, help me with this anger. I don't want to live with this for as long as I live. Anger has a way of just sitting in the heart and making life miserable for its owner. Some people stay angry for decades without any idea as to how to wash it away. God's living water. It's what man needs to have his heart cleaned. The impurities of sinful anger are no match for the power of God's miraculous cleansing. By asking the Lord to cleanse your heart, you can rely upon him, the one who can make all things new. And lastly, think on noble things. Think on wholesome things. Our thought life plays a huge role when dealing with anger. 
If we stew over things, we're only going to get worked up and get angrier. But if we choose instead to fill our minds with God's word and good thoughts, we start to experience God's peace, which surpasses human understanding. When we say we're blessed, what do we mean? Today's topic is the blessings of God. And God's blessings are not limited to the things that he gives us. Uh, The favor of God uh, is certainly something that walks along with us, the believer. But uh, the blessings of God go much deeper, uh, much more broad than the things that we have, the promotion and all these things. Yes, those are blessings. But uh, that can't be all of what blessings are because the Bible talks about blessed are the poor. Um, What happens when you don't have stuff? I think it's important for us to get blessing in the right context. So go with me to the altar at Vida Church for this powerful message, the blessings of God in our series, Walk the Walk. is in fashion these days being blessed is in season it's 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 cool it's in vogue if you look at any social media you'll see people that are out there hashtag blessed it's all about the hashtag blessed and 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 what I see in this hashtag blessed kind of society is we're saying we're blessed so that we can boast about doing better and sound humble. Ooh, I'm blessed. I got a new whip. We put the word blessed in there to feel. We've all heard somebody say, I've been blessed by God. Usually when we say blessed by God, we're referring to some measure of success. We're talking about health family, wealth, or a job. We talk about blessings. Ooh, I got a scholarship. Hashtag blessed. Ah, I got an unexpected raise. Hashtag blessed. I got a wonderful family. Hashtag blessed. The common understanding of what it means to be blessed by God is that God gives good things. Now I want to tell you all good things come from God. And if you don't come to God from that point of view, you'll never understand the nature of God. Let me say it again. Only good things come from God. All good things come from God. No bad things come from God. Only good things come from God. Amen? And so if you if you understand that, if you can come to God from that place where bad things happen but God didn't do it but God can use it for your blessing if we come to him from that place we can really start to understand okay on some level everybody's blessed everybody's blessed in this respect we can say that God's blessing is for everyone believers and unbelievers 
If I asked you to mention blessings, somebody would say, I woke up this morning. Well, if you're a believer, that's no different than an unbeliever that woke up this morning. Oh, I got a new job. Well, guess what? I think the numbers for, for last month was about 145,000 people got a job in America last year. I mean, this month. So what's the difference between my blessing who serves the Lord and, and, and the other person's blessing who doesn't serve the Lord? God only gives good things. And Matthew chapter 5 verse 45 says that the Father who is in heaven causes his Son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. I want you to understand that both the sun and the rain are blessings. The rain isn't bad. The rain is a blessing. All things on the earth grow because of that rain. They also grow because of the sun. Amen? So when the Bible talks about he causes it to, to rain on the just and the unjust and causes the sun, all these blessings are for all of us. Amen? Though good things are included, thinking of God's blessing as material things limits our understanding of, of the heart of God. If you only attribute the good things in your life to the blessings of God, you're going to severely limit what you consider the blessing of God. Let me put it this way. The blessings of God are good things, but it's not limited to things. Blessings of God are go, go much deeper, and for the believer, way, way, way deeper. As Christians, we play, we pray, Lord, bless my family. We attribute our undeserved gifts to God's blessing, God's favor. And I believe in the blessings of God and, and the favor of God. I believe in the scriptures that talk about that you're going to reap a harvest where you didn't even sow a seed. Those are blessings of God. Blessings are, are, are good things that happen to you outside of your family. Your family is going to do good things because they're good to you. They're family. But outside of your family, when good things happen to you, we consider those things blessings. We talk about ministries being blessed. We talk about all these things, but what does it really mean this morning? I want to talk to you about the blessings of God. Blessings of God. And one of the greatest blessings that God gave every man or any group of people was the blessing that God gave to Abram. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, God says to Abram, and in you, all of the families of the earth will be blessed. I'm going to bless you in such a way that you are going to be a blessing to every family of the earth. We might think that blessings here means something outward, like having a good life. But if we go to Galatians chapter 3, Paul starts to put what blessing to a believer is. Now, I want to talk to believers today and people who, who are trying to reach God, people that are trying to understand, okay, I want to know this God that everybody talks about. I'm going to tell you what the blessing of God for mankind is today. True blessing of God is in, in Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us out of the curse of the law. 
Somebody say blessed. Somebody say blessed. Having become a curse on, be, on our behalf, because it is written, cursed is everyone hanging on a tree. In order that the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, this verse explains both how we can be blessed and what the blessing of God is. How can we be blessed? As a fallen sinner, as someone who's fallen short, we don't deserve anything but judgment and curse, right? God created us to live in harmony with him. When God created Adam and Eve, they had an understanding. They were to live a life that would please him. They were able to enjoy a life. And God told them, gave them one rule, don't eat from that tree. And the moment they did, they broke the, 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 the covenant that they had with God. And a curse came into the world. Amen. And ever since then, ever since then, man has been born under a curse, the curse of sin. Everyone born, whether you're good or bad, everyone born is born under this curse. Thank you, Eve. Thank you, Adam. Right? So all of us have to deal with this. So because of that fallen nature, all of us deserve judgment. All of us, none of us are good enough to deserve God's blessings. But God is faithful. And God takes responsibility for his creation. And just because we fail him time and time again, he continues to put the sun up every single morning. He gives you air to breathe every single moment that you inhale. God is faithful. He is good. He is a good God. But listen to me. All of, all of what we look at as blessings comes down to this. We were not blessable to God because we were wicked. We were foul. We, we could not be redeemed. And though we tried and tried and tried, there was no way for God to redeem us from the sin of, of the garden. Enter Jesus. When Jesus comes in, to the scene, he, he reconnects God to man and he makes it possible for us to reclaim our garden-like nature. The blessing of God in the garden is now accessible to us through Jesus Christ. Why? Because it was written that the, the, the punishment of sin is death. And so death was waiting for you and me, all of us who sin. Anybody sin in here? Death is what was supposed to happen. But Jesus said, I'm going to take your place on the cross. I'll take the curse of your sin, and I'm going to turn it and work it so that you can be blessed. Blessed what? To have stuff? More than that. It's more than that. Blessed so that you can know Jesus and reconnect to the God that loves you. Blessed. Jesus becomes cursed on our behalf and, and on the cross. He bore the curse that was upon humanity and he died in our place. And because of the redemptive, amen, so we can enjoy the blessings of God while we are in Christ. The promise to us is that we are in Christ. 
In the gospel, we've received not only the blessings of forgiveness, the washing and the cleansing, and even more, but we've received the greatest blessing. Now we can walk in relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Even more so, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. Somebody say, I'm not better than in the new somebody testament else. paul paul says because that I have the, the holy blessing spirit. of abraham better is than I who Christ. used to be because i have the holy spirit i can come to the place in god where i can appreciate the true blessings of god which are not only material listen i love my little jacket i'm wearing it's but Cute. that's I not the blessing that i lift up my hands to praise god for I don't lift up my hands to thank God for the car that I drive. I'm grateful for the blessings, the things that he's given me. But the reason that I lift up my hands in worship is because I know I was a lowly sinner. I know that I didn't have a right to come into the presence of God. But Jesus died on the cross on Calvary to give me access to him. How? What access? Now he lives in me. Now he lives in me. I'm blessed. God lives. But doesn't he live in everyone? No. He's got to be invited in. Well, how do I invite him in? You accept his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and personal Savior. Mm -hmm. The Spirit is what we call in, in theology the compound spirit. It's three in one. I say I have the Holy Spirit in me, but all three are one. Jesus lives in my heart. When I say I have the Holy Spirit, Jesus lives in my heart. When I say I have the Holy Spirit, God lives in my heart. And I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed. Right? I pray for a raise. And they give me a promotion, hashtag blessed. I pray for a house and God gives me a house, hashtag blessed. But what happens when the house is broken? What happens when the people in your new job don't respect you? And, 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 and they don't appreciate you and they don't think you deserve the promotion? What happens when the car that you just bought is a lemon? What happened to God's blessing then? Are you going to go back on Facebook and erase the blessed? Wait a minute. But because I have God in this job scenario, because I have God who lives in me, this is the blessing that I have. It's not the promotion. Because I know that with more, with more money comes more responsibility. And it's going to be a bigger challenge on me. Here's where the blessing of God is. It's not just that he gave me the job. But when the trial comes, I can turn within myself because that's where God is. He's in me. I can have a conversation, my spirit to his spirit. <laughs> and I can talk to him about every situation, about every problem. And the people that lose their mind and can't make it are usually the people that don't have the presence of Almighty God. The real blessing is not, it's not just the job. It's that when the stress of life comes and the children are acting up and the husband's being foolish and the wife is being crazy, I got the Spirit of God inside of me and I can face every situation. I can face every and any situation that comes to my life because I am hashtag blessed. I got the Holy Spirit of God that lives on the inside of me. Amen. I need you to understand this. It's not the stuff. 
It's the relationship. It's the relationship. Christ dwells in us. That if there is any difference between me and someone who doesn't serve God, it's not that I'm better, but I've got God on my side. Isn't he on everybody's side? No. He wants the best for everyone, but you've got to choose it. In the old days, in the old days when God was dealing with, with the people of Israel, God took two mountains. And on one mountain, he had, had, had people... Uh, writing the law. This is what good. This is the blessing. This is the blessing. And God made it clear. In this mountain is the blessing. And then on the other side, there was another mountain. And he said, and then God says, now it's time for you to choose what mountain you're going to live on. He says, I already made my choice. I chose you. You are my people. I already made my choice. I'm calling you my people. You don't have to wonder if I love you. I love you. You don't have to wonder if I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. You don't have to wonder if my presence is with you. It's with you. I already chose you, Abraham. I already chose you, Moses. I chose you. Now, look at those two mountains. Blessing. Curse. It sounds so logical so easy that we would choose the blessing but you'd be amazed at how many people choose the curse you'd be amazed at how many people look at the love of God in the person of Jesus they see that he is the blessing for mankind they realize and they've heard that he is the only way to the father that no one comes to the Father if not through him, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And all these things that we say, we say God has set up a mountain called Jesus. This is where the blessings are. I already chose you. I sent him to die for you. His blood is going to sanctify you. His blood is going to cleanse you. All your sins will be wiped away like they never even happened. But you've got to choose the mountain of blessing. You've got to choose the cross. Is it that simple? Yes, it is. It's that simple. Choose God. Choose the blessing. Choose the blessed life. Because the alternative is that we live a life full of stuff, cars, possessions. we have but if you always if you only think the blessing of God are material what are you going to do with this verse blessed are the poor in spirit if you think that blessings are only material what are you going to do with this one blessed are those who mourn if it's all about money then what are you going to do with this one blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake if you think it's all about status blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That's you and me today. The Bible says that we're blessed. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. That's you and me. We're forgiven. Is anybody forgiven in this room? You're blessed. Blessed is the man who refrains, I'm sorry, who remains steadfast under trial. I know you're going through stuff. Don't lose your cool. 
I know you're going through stuff. Don't lose your mind. We'll miss enjoying the broader, fuller, real meaning of blessing. Is all if if all we're doing is counting the stuff we have. No, Christ is our blessing. Thanks for listening to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez. If you enjoyed our program, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Until next time. This podcast is brought to you by Audiofy, helping authors tell their stories in their own voice.